All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Just after 5 o'clock, positive Friday. Hey, you made it through the week. Another good week. Maybe you got some uh, shopping to do. I see uh, people run. Hey, you know what? Think about it. Ten days. I remember uh, when I was young and foolish. I always uh, loved the thrill of uh, shopping on the 23rd. As I got older, I realized that was not necessarily the best plan. But like Lorianne Munzer talked about earlier, you need a plan. And I would always have a plan. I had a list. I knew exactly what I was getting. And then I would go get it. So it wasn't that bad, but it was still, you know, last minute. I have literally one gift to buy and I'm going today and I know exactly what it is and I'm done on the 15th. And I'm telling you, oh, as some eggnog, a little extra rum. Now I'll be like, this is amazing. Just sit back, kick back, relax. Oh, so good. So, but I respect those who wait. There was a few times, I'm not going to lie, I shopped on Christmas Eve. Wasn't my proudest moment, but I did it. Got through it. I might have showed up my mom's house when I see if she had any wrapping paper. Early 20s. That happens. I'm sure some of you are in the same boat. So don't be too hard on yourself. It happens. For sure. 833-401-1440. That's the text line number. We are getting closer here. The 1,000s are filled. The 500s are filled. We're down to only, because uh, Sevy took two of the $200. So now we're down to only three people at $200. And we're down to five people at 100 because Sevy took two of those as well. He donated seven, but split it up. Awesome. Also, uh, Walter uh, came in at a hundo. So three people at 200 What did I say? Four at 100 Yeah, four at 100 Because, yeah, Walter took one. Yeah. So there we go. Hundreds and two hundreds. Fill out that pyramid and Booster Juice is going to match it at $7,500 for the Christmas Bureau. 833-401-1440. It's pretty simple. There you go. Now, 
Let's get to the uh, spec report brought to you by GS Construction. Wishing all of you a very Merry Christmas. Happy holidays as you plan. Hopefully uh, the most important thing, you get to spend time with those you love. From GS Construction. Mark Spector from Rogers Sportsnet uh, joins us. Uh, spec, you know what? Uh, order fans and, and even the guys like us who cover the team at times are, are spoiled because you see the greatness of Connor McDavid some nights and you go, oh my goodness, watch what he does. And there's nights where McDavid takes over a game and they win. Well, last night, it was roll reverse. That was one of the greatest goaltending performances I have seen in a long, long time. Andre Vasilevsky was unreal. And it was honestly, it was fun to watch. Like, from an entertainment perspective, I was like, I can't believe he saved that. Like, it was a great, entertaining game to watch. I know other fans hate the outcome, but that was greatness right there. Yeah, sometimes you go to the rink and see a fantastic, great performance. And it turns out it's just the only problem is it wasn't on your team, <laughs> right? That's the only part that sucks. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, look, it, it is historic. That I believe the 57 shots, they changed the game sheet after I wrote last night, went from 54 to 57 somehow. I believe that is an Oilers team record. Uh, I, I'd like to know how many teams in the NHL set their shots on goal team record and didn't win the game, <laughs> right? Not many of them. Uh, it was fantastic. Vasilevsky, if you had any question if he's the best goalie on earth, uh, he certainly made you think probably he is last night. Yes. Oh, man. And, you know, But it, what's funny is, Speck, he's played nine games this year. He's only been above save percentage of 900 four times. Right? Like, mm-hmm. it's, you know what, even the, like, it's taken a while for Vasilevsky now. He's obviously got a track record. But, uh, it's, you know, look at Shesterkin. He's allowed seven and six goals here recently. Like, goaltending position is tough. It's not just on the goals. I know, hey, Stuart Skinner, like, specifically the fifth goal. The fourth goal, you know, bad decision on the poke check. Although I still think Cody Cece's got to tie the stick up. Like, I'm sorry. I think Cody Cece's play on there is just, if not more egregious than Skinner. They're probably both equal in my mind uh, on that play. But, when you see the other goalie standing on his head, obviously they're like, God, if you can make one of those saves, then you're in, you're in overtime at least. Yeah, and you know what? Sure, I, I agree. Like, you hate that CC, the, the goal that involves CC because it made it took a 3-3 game and it was a very important goal, made it 4-3. So, every you know, however it goes in, you want your goalie to stop it. Tons of bad luck. I watched it again today. You know, Skinner's sitting there, sitting there, sitting there, waiting, 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 and he finds says, I'm going to go get that puck now. And the minute he goes, opens up to go get it, Kucherov pokes it in. Bad luck, really, more than anything. The Stamkos goal is a crappy goal, there's no doubt. I loved how I loved how Skinner handled it after the game. I thought that I've – listen, man, I've covered a lot of goalies after games who let in some bad goals who didn't play very well, right? I've been covering the Edmonton Oilers for a long time, and they've had some good goalies, but, oh, boy, they've had some not-so-great ones either. And I can tell you, I don't ever remember a a better example of a guy walking out into the media scrum and saying, it's on me. I blew those goals. This is on me. I should have had him. I'm not talking about how, oh, the puck went off some guy's stick or, oh, CeCe should have done this or, oh, it hit Bouchard in the hip. He didn't He didn't offer the first excuse. He came out and he owned it. And listen, I don't know if Skinner's going to be a great goalie one day. Maybe he is, maybe he isn't. But I've seen a ton of goalies who never get their head around the fact that some nights it's their fault. He's got that stuff down already. He's a 
third of the way to being a fantastic goalie in my books. Well, he stood in there for sure, uh, took his lumps, and uh, I, I would play him tomorrow 100%. Yeah, he's your starting goaltender. Um, if the, the Oilers only play 18 games spec in the next 53 days. Right, like goalie fatigue, people can project all they want, Skinner's numbers. It's like right now today there's 16 players on pace for 100 points. Do you think all 16 get 100 points? Of course not. Right, It's, not, it's just how it works. And so, yes, Skinner is on pace to start 61 games. He's not going to start 61 games unless they have a massive run of injuries. As And they'll figure a way to get it. And if they don't, then they're not even going to go anywhere in the playoffs. That's just a fact. And so I don't think the organization's that stupid that they're going to have Skinner play 61 games. I just don't see it. So they have the advantage of time up until February 6th. Because after February 6th, the schedule is a bear for the Edmonton Oilers. They play a boatload of games in, in the final 69 games of the 69 days of the season, right? It's not close. So they got some time, which is a benefactor, but they need to figure out they got to bring in a supporting cast for Stuart Skinner. Like, unless they think it's Pickard, and nah, I'm not sold that it is. No, I'm not sold that it is either. He could certainly get him through the 36, uh, the 18 game stretch, though. I can't see why I can't do that. I mean, 18 games in 53 days, that's basically a, a game every third day. So, you know, and I think the other thing, Jay, that you mentioned, I was listening to you earlier, we forget Stu Skinner was a rookie last season. He's a sophomore goalie. Like, goalies, they don't hit their prime till, you know, what, 28 usually? And there can be good at 35, no problem. So, this guy, we think we know him. We think, oh, he gets four games and he gets tired. He's a moving target. Stuff changes. He just gave you seven games of a 934, right? He was fantastic. And so he had a bad period last night. But I guess my point would be this. We don't know this player. We don't know what a young player is going to be like. We thought Ryan McLeod had a hell of a year last year. He was going to be a lot better. Well, he's having a tough go right now, right? We thought Dayarnay was the number seven defenseman. All of a sudden, he's starting to play like a third pairing guy. So Skinner's the same. You got to, you don't tell me that you know what's going to happen next with this guy because nobody does. He's a young goalie. I'm not telling you he's going to be great. But you can't tell me that he won't be either. That's what I'm trying to say here. Oh, yeah. No, I would agree 100%. I, I, I would, but you still need to support him, right? Like, you, yes, yes, yes. That's absolutely. What, they got to they figure something out at some point, right? Like, I don't you think can't it's be your only guy. Yeah. Like, I don't think it's Pickard. Do you? No, not really. I mean, short term, fine. Long term, no, right? That's fair. Short term, he can do, he can, you know, he came and gave you a game the other day, was just fine, let in one goal. So I'd try him again here. They're going to try him on this road trip. They got a back-to-back. Let's see how he plays. Let's see what happens, you know. But I think he should, I think Pickard should be able to get you through that stretch you're talking about, 18 and 53. Once you hit that next stretch you're talking about, either if you don't think it's Pickard, then you better have a guy ready because Skinner's going to need some help. Would you consider playing Pickard Tuesday in New York and then one of the back-to-backs as well? Um, oh, boy, would I do that? Why would I play him two out of three? I guess I want to see. Only because you're trying, uh, guess- you're trying to reduce the, the, the workload a bit of Skinner, right? Save some games rather than where he's going to have to, you know, because you do have, yeah. there's a massive amount of games in February, March, and April. Yeah, uh, I, I'm probably more likely to play him Saturday against uh, 
Really? If, I, if I'm giving Skinner two out of three in the road, I'm probably more likely to give Pickard the Saturday game. Be honest. Yeah. See, I see the reason I don't think I'm playing Pickard on Saturday is because after what Skinner said, where he took on everything, I want to get him yeah. right back in the net to say, "Hey, guy, you're our guy. We'll give you the chance yeah. to prove it again." Yeah. No, that's fair. Listen, it's funny, right? The guy has one bad period. Yeah. And everyone's freaking out about goaltending on this poor kid. Like, yeah. Like I'm not. You know what? I'm not either. Like. I, you know, people are saying, what if we had Vasilevsky? How good? Yeah, sure. Great. You'd be great if you had Vasilevsky, but you wouldn't have Hyman and you probably wouldn't have Kane. Like, I guess I want to ask you, and you're the guy that always does these little studies, Jay. You know, how many of the $8 million goalies out there have won Stanley Cups recently, right? You know, of, of, the, goal, of the goalies that have won Cups, most of them, most of them, not all of them, but most of them, you know, Halibut doesn't have a cup. He's He's making big money now. Bobrovsky got him to a cup, but he was brutal for two years before that, right? All the most expensive goalies aren't the guys that are winning cups. They're, you're winning with guys like Skinner. You're winning with guys like, you know, I mean, Antti Ranta won one. Who's, Binnington was nobody when he won one, right? Kemper isn't that great. He won one. Who won the one in uh, in Washington? Was it Kemper? No. No, no, no. Holpe was pretty No, he wasn't goal. there yet. Yeah. Holpe was, was Washington's goalie. Holpe, he was really good. Holpe was pretty good goaltender. Okay, mm-hmm. that is fair. Uh, you know, Bennington wasn't very good when he won. He won a won a cup. The you know, we saw what happened in Vegas. This is my point. If, if you think you need an eight nine million dollar goalie, one of the best in the league, to win a cup, it's not true. You don't. So the Oilers, I think, can make this work. They've got some work to do, but I think they can make it work if they can find a partner for Skinner. Spec, um, when you look at the uh, the lines, he you know he had Drysaddle back with Kane and Brown because like to me, I got to play Kane with Drysaddle. I don't, you know what? If you want to play Fogel or Brown, pick your poison. But to me, I, I'm not playing Yanmark with with um, with Dry. And I like Yanmark, but I don't like him in a top six role. No, because he's not a top six player. Yeah, right. Fair and square. Not a top six player. He can pitch in for a few games. But that's not – if he was in this conversation, he'd tell you the same thing. That's not what he does. He's never been a top six player. You didn't acquire him to be a top six player. He's not a top six player. So if he's had a few games up there and it's starting to wear off, well, no kidding, it's starting to wear off. So, yeah, you got to figure something else out. Speck, have yourself a good weekend. And, uh, hey, the Florida Panthers come to town. They'll be fired up. They've been shut out twice in a row, and the, the Barkoff-McDavid matchup is the one to watch tomorrow night because you know that's what Florida's going to get, and I don't think uh, Knobloch, uh, he's not going to hide McDavid from him, and, man, that is going to be an electrifying matchup to watch tomorrow night. Yeah, and you'll probably get Bobrovsky in goal, who's uh, very capable of doing some version of what Vasilevsky did last night. So um, <laughs> I heard I heard Button say that they should have won like eighteen to four or yeah. seven. It was crazy, man. <laughs> like honestly, that was he. I, I rewatched the game again, Spec, and the amount of saves for Vasilevsky. Like, if you're a fan of goaltending, you must have watched that game and needed sweatpants because uh, it was a Picasso performance. It was. It was. And I think Oilers people out there, sometimes you just got to tip your hat, man. Oh. Remember, you got a team that goes through everybody else's town and and they leave, you know, they pull out of town and people are going, man, McDavid killed us. Holy man. What a dry saddle is so good. We couldn't handle him. He crushed us. 
Once in a while, it happens to you, right? Happened to you last night. Suck it up. Got a game again tomorrow. Enjoy some good hockey. And you know what? Go have a cold beer and enjoy the next one. Well, to me, the big thing (laughs) is how the orders bounce back, right? Like, they played great, but they can't let the loss. They're just like, all right, hey, tough loss. Let's move on and then get back on the winning track. Because, you know what? They're still not in a playoff spot. So, you know what? Uh, They don't have – well, they do have, obviously, a lot more uh, air to breathe now than they had three weeks ago. They still got to get back in the playoffs first to feel a little bit more comfortable. They also got about six road games in a row coming up. So, uh, it's good to win the last one at home for sure. Have a good one, Speck. Hi, Jake. That's uh, Mark Spector in the uh, Spec Report uh, brought to you by GS Construction. Hey, hey, our buddy. Oh, Frank Saravalli just donates 500 bones listening online. Out of boy, Frankie. I love it. I'll do the math. We're getting close here now. Really close. I think we only need about like four $100 or a few, uh, however we do it, uh, 200 to 400. That's all we need. Right? I think we need about 400 bucks to get to 7,500. 100, 200 dollar donations, whatever you like would be awesome. 833-401-1440. We'll fill out the pyramid and booster juice will double it. Positive Friday. How are you? Jason Greger, Connor Halley with you. So, hey, we are close. Justin came in at uh, 400. We calculated during the commercial break. We need three, we need three people at 100 bucks. Okay, three people on $100, and we will fill out the uh, pyramid. So, how about that? 833-401-1440. Now, we'd always like to go over, but that's what we need to fill it out, and then Booster Juice matches it. 833-401-1440. All right, uh, looking for uh, that. So, uh, hey, you want it? That would be awesome. I'd love to do it. Love to do it. So, that would be great. Now... Let's get uh, to the uh, lowdown report brought to you by Action Electrical. Uh, they can give you the lowdown on ways to save money on all of your residential or commercial savings when it comes to uh, power because they have all new insights into solar. Did you know there's $5,600 in grant money you can get? That's basically free money from the government federal government. Also, if uh, you want to go big time, you can get a 10-year interest-free loan when you do solar installation. Find out more at actionelectrical.net. Let's get to Alan Mitchell, a.k.a. Uh, Low Tide joins us. Uh, he is the host here on uh, 1440 from noon to 2. Al, how you feeling? I feel, I, you know what, I feel better than I sound, put it that way. I, I'm I'm not 100% either way, but my, uh, I feel like I'm, I'm Joe Cocker at Woodstock when I open my mouth and talk, though. <laughs> well, you know what? You're, you know what? Maybe you're like Phoebe Buffay right now. You got the deeper voice. Remember when she was singing? It was very successful, and then all of a sudden she lost the voice. So who knows, Al? Maybe you should just uh, stay that way, right? Because, uh, you know, basically uh, somehow damage your vocal cords before every show. <laughs> well, I mean, I probably did when I was younger, but but as you get older, you do less risky things. Put it that way. Okay, that's uh, that's very true. Um, looking at the uh, game last night, Al, wh- where do you come out on this game? What what is your synopsis of the game? I think that the Oilers played another great game. The third period was. Uh, not what you want. Stuart Skinner, who I thought has played very well recently, uh, did not have a good period. 
Uh, I know fans get upset, but I think the, the organization, the key is to not overreact. I think everybody knows they need a goaltender at some point, but they put themselves with a great stretch into position where the playoffs shouldn't be in doubt. And if we're honest, I mean, I know people get angry and there's a lot of rage on the Internet and specifically on Twitter, but if we're honest, they, they, there may be a bigger pool of goalie talent at the deadline than there is now. I mean, people want Reimer, but Detroit's in it. So, you know, you, you, you might be better off waiting. I saw your tweet about, I think, February 6th or whatever, when they started going to high gear with a lot of games. Maybe you wait that long, and maybe there's a better player than you can get right now. That's my thought. I think Skinner's, he saved them a year ago, and, you know, this little run that he had, it was pretty darn good. I'd, I'd run him tomorrow night, but even if we run Pickard, I'd run Skinner more often than anybody over the next two months. Yeah, um, th- they have to be cognizant of it for sure. But with only 18 games in that span, um, you know, you can look at it. Uh, so that would put them at around uh, 45 game mark of the season. And, you know, the, the, their, their need for like a 1A, 1B becomes very apparent in February, March and April. So, you know, you, if you want to run Skinner a little bit more before then, that's fine. But then you have to find someone that's going to be closer to like a, you know, a 60-40, maybe even a 58-42 type of split. Yeah, I think that's very fair. And it's, you, you know, I mean, maybe Jack Campbell comes back and plays well. Maybe it's Calvin Pickard. You and I have talked about Olivia Rodrigue maybe getting a one-game audition. You'd have to have a little bit of clearance in the standings maybe to look at that. But the... The idea that the Oilers are are somehow in peril after one game, I think, just really ignores the last seven games. They played so well, and the structure of the defense is good, and the forwards are back-checking. This is a pretty strong team over 200 feet, and the Oilers traditionally have all of their cannons pointed offensively. But, like, I'm seeing great things. There's, there's clearly... There's more uh, patience and calm feet on defense with and without the puck. Uh, and there's always going to be mistakes. I love that people get so angry at Cody Ceci. Yes, he should have had Kucherov. But we see Connor McDavid fly through defensemen all the time, veteran defensemen, and that's a delight. Well, on the other side, people are being critical of those defensemen. It's a really hard league, and the top-end players are the top-end players. And that played by Kucherov last night. Of course, CC should have stopped him, but he didn't because Kucherov is that good. Yeah, no, that, that's fair, right? Uh, you want him to lift his stick. It's not an ideal play. And then even on the fifth goal, right? Like, you know, Evan Bouchard, they've all talked about how, you know, they make plays. Bouchard just kind of threw it away in the neutral zone. They turned it up to Stamkos. Yep. Now Skinner still has to make that save. Let's make, that's the one for me where all the talk, that's the save where I'm saying, hey, I don't care that it's through a screen. It's from that far out. Every goalie will tell you you got to make that save. And he didn't. And you know what? So basically he had played seven games in two periods of very good hockey and had, you know, a bad 20 minutes. I can't say the, the 20 minutes and say, well, that's the norm now. And I think that's, that's what I got from people today that I would disagree with. I'm like, you can't take 20 minutes and value it way more than the previous 460. Yeah. And I, I, I think Oiler fans are, it, it's, 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 because it's happened so often, there's you, you know betting against the Oilers uh, is good for business over the last 15 years. I just think this is a different team, and 
Um, you know, it, uh, this team reminds me a little bit of what, well, when Jay Woodcroft took over. They've tweaked a little bit, and they look far better. The difference is, back when Woodcroft took over, he made Nurse and CeCe like a super pairing. They were playing against all the tough opposition. Because of the Holland trade at, in the spring, bringing Ekholm in, they have two top pairings, basically. And the third pairing has struggled a little bit, but they're still, they're still good. Like, the Oilers are, are a deeper team and a better team, and the Ekholm trade, plus Evan Bouchard's real uh, um, development, has, has made this team deeper and stronger in a very important position. And last night, they all played well enough to win. And, and as you say, Stuart's going to have a bad period. But, you know, there's going to be times during the year when he picks up the team and he has played very well uh, in the last, whatever, six or seven games that he played in. So I think it's nine seventeen save percentage or something like that at five on five, even including last night. So um, you win as a team, you lose as a team. Sometimes the goalie looks bad because it's the last line of defense. Doesn't mean he's a bad goaltender. The, uh, you know, it's all about how the orders bounce back. Now they got a tough test tomorrow. Bobrovsky could easily be a Vasilevsky, although he's not as good, as good as Bobrovsky is. He hasn't, he's not as athletic as Vasilevsky. He's not as big as Vasilevsky. Like last night was, we've seen McDavid, and Al, I, I said it off the top and I totally will agree with your point. I've seen McDavid in some games where the orders, the rest of their team was kind of meh and McDavid was lights out. Right, and they'd win five two, and he had five points, and you're just like, oh my! Every time he was on the ice, he was making something happen. Well, that was essentially that uh, what what happened with with Vasilevsky last night is the rest of Tampa Bay and like, I know, and Stamkos that might have been the quietest four goals ever, but because the Orders had the puck for so long, like the second period, Al, that's probably their best period all year. They didn't give up a goal, and. They just absolutely dominated that. that like they, I know they scored three, and it sounds crazy to say, but that second period, they could have had five or six or seven. Yeah, yeah they could have. And it, it, like it, it's funny how often in hockey, that kind of a period where you're so dominant, and, and you know, it's not like they scored just one goal. They scored a ton in that period, and they still could have had more. And it's sort of, if you're Tampa Bay, you walk out of the – you walk back to the room after the second period and go, God, that's a reprieve from the governor right there. We're, we're not that far away. We could, we could, you know, put our work boots on and get a result here. And that's what happened. And they're a veteran team and they have not played well going in. I can't remember what their record was, but it was like four, six and oh, and the orders were eight, two in the last 10. So they needed that victory. They had desperation on their side. And, when the margins are so small between NHL teams, and I think right now they still are, especially Tampa Bay, which is a veteran club, and they've got they got great goaltending, that can make the difference. They were more desperate, and they didn't give up, and they dug down. And the Oilers, I'm not saying they let their foot off the gas, but that third period, you know, Skinner wasn't great, CeCe wasn't great. It cost them. It was two points, but my God, I just I don't know how you can turn your back on the games that we saw the previous two weeks. This team was absolute fire, and they played well last night. I think a lot of the the, the gnashing of teeth and the chagrin and whatever you want to say is because there is the possibility of, of getting to a large number of victories in a row, and people had sort of set their sights on that. And by the end of the second period, maybe maybe there was that that feeling in people's brains where this is done. I'm, I'm here to watch a little bit of history, and it didn't happen, and people are upset, and Skinner's the target. I get it. I just think you're, if you think that way, you're missing a big part of the chapters that came previously, which is Skinner playing well. 
Jason Greger, Alan uh, Mitchell with you. Uh, LT, give me your thoughts on what you think will happen with the Calgary Flames and the St. Louis Blues. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Well... New coach, right? You yeah. got a new coach. Uh, sometimes you get a bump from that. Uh, I've watched Calgary this year, and they. I'm sorry, that's my dog. My dog is not a St. Louis Blues fan. There's okay. nothing I can do. Um, the, the 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 Calgary Flames they they look good only in spurts, and they have a lot of guys. I hate to pick on Huberto, but they they look like a team that is is going to be broken up and not not too long from now is what I would say. Blues are good, but they're not that good. So, I'll say four three overtime for the Flames. Yeah, no, not not. I wasn't sorry. I didn't mean it head to head. I just meant kind of long term as far as like the oh. Flames by selling off the the you know the Blues. Their GM kind of hinted if you listen to the interview with Frank Saravalli that he, he's felt his team's two years away. And I was like, okay. So then I went and looked at their team, and I'm like, but you got a lot of guys under contract. Like, who do you trade? So if you're two years away from competing, what are you doing in the meantime? I thought it was a very interesting interview. Well, what I always look at is what do they have bubbling under? Calgary has done a pretty nice job drafting, so they have some young players that they can bring in, and those players would be, you know, at least able to audition. I don't know if they'd make it or not. I also think that Calgary has some very attractive guys to trade as opposed to St. Louis. There's lots of guys on St. Louis you'd like to have, but contracts are a, uh, a factor, and... I mean, how how deep is how deep is St. Louis going to go? Like, who would they trade? Like, if you're going to trade some of your top end guys, then you are going to get some value. But those are usually trades you make in the summertime, right? Yeah, no, totally fair, totally fair. Al, have a great weekend. I hope you feel better, and uh, you can. Uh, we'll be back to the regular Phoebe slash Low Tide on Monday. Oh yes, it'll be great, and the dog will have calmed down by now, so it'll all be good. Oh, well, it's great. Uh, we didn't even hear the dog, so no big deal. The dog has been going crazy. The dog is the dog felt that I should have answered the St. Louis question differently. But uh, I, you know, well, it's good. a dog. What does she know? Uh, yeah, All right, have smart. a good weekend. There you go. That's uh, Alan Mitchell uh, from uh, the Lowdown. Uh, Justin came in and wanted to top it up that extra three hundred to get to it. And while he did that, which is awesome, thank you very much, Justin. Uh, Thur also was in at uh, at a hundred dollars, and uh, so we're a little bit over. 
Uh, and also, uh, big thanks to, um, I got one more donation of a hundred bucks because we, uh, we got everybody in, which is, uh, which is fantastic. And, uh, uh, Walter as well. So, uh, and, uh, Donnie M. That's right. Donnie M came in at a hundred too. So we reached the uh, pyramid of giving. We're over $15,000 because our good friends at Booster Juice have matched the $7,500. So that pushes uh, the Christmas here. That's a huge day. Like you're making such an impact to so many families. I hope you feel good. All those. And you know what? I, and because we get a lot of texts from people, hey, you know what? I'm not in a position to donate. That's totally okay. Right? Hey, just send out good positive vibes, right? Everybody does what they can. It's all good. Do not feel, it's not meant to make anybody feel bad if it, this isn't the year you're donating. That's totally fine. So I uh, never feel bad about that at all. We'll come back, wrap things up on the Jason Greger Show presented by PlayAlberta.ca live in the UL studio. 5.49. Why are you got a message from Lisa at the Christmas Bureau? Jason, I just want to say it's always a pleasure to speak with your listeners. Huge thanks to everyone who dug deep to make sure families who are struggling this Christmas can have a festive meal without the stress of how to pay for it. Today, over 1,800 hampers will go to the community thanks to the generosity of your listeners. And big shout out to Booster Juice. Merry Christmas from all of us. That is Lisa at the Christmas Bureau. So uh, think about that's 1,800 hampers that is awesome we raised over 15 grand today outstanding outstanding so you look at uh you know the opportunity to help others man that's the best thing about christmas so um it's great uh now if we could find a way to help out uh connor's chargers We'll see. Anybody have any solution? Could we make a, can we start a GoFundMe for the Chargers? Can they, you know, now their GM's been there for a decade. He's no longer there. So uh, obviously they're going to change, turn the page on that. Um, you know, their coach, I think he was one game over 500 in his career as the head coach of the Chargers. Is that right? Cons either one game over or one game under. I can't remember which one it was, but it's one of the two. <sighs> I, I mean, that's not my coach anymore, Gregor. It's not my coach anymore. <laughs> Okay, easy, Cairo. <laughs> twenty four and twenty five. Okay, in his career. yeah. So yeah. one game under. Okay, one game under. So yeah, not. Hey, they, and they no team lost more winnable games than the Chargers. I think that's fair. Yeah, I mean, in like stupid little mistakes, going back to a couple of years ago, it was illegal shifts. Then it was drops and fumbles, uh, mis executed plays, things like that. I'm excited. I'm very excited. And you know what, Greg? I actually I like Brandon Staley. I think he's a good guy. So I, I hope the best for him. It, it's a tough time to lose your job, obviously, but obviously financially he's going to be okay. He'll bounce back. He'll end up in with an NFL team or a college team, depending on what he wants to do. But it's time to find the next one, and I don't want it to be someone who's that next hot shot coordinator. I want somebody proven. I'm I'm looking out there. Heard some reports that Vrabel might be leaving the Titans, and I know the Patriots are a landing spot for him, but he would be a great coach. Harbaugh out of Michigan, if he wants to make the jump back to the pros. I've heard he's a big fan of Justin Herbert. He would be a good look. Bill Belichick, I don't know about that one because I think he'd want GM power, and I don't think that's a good idea. I think as a coach, he's okay. As a GM, I'm, I've got some questions. But, yeah, Tom Telesco as well. He He built some nice rosters, but they could never get the job done, so... I'm excited to see what happens next. And it's, I'm so much, I'm such a better person now that the Chargers are out of it. Like, I'm just more relaxed. I watched that game last night. I was laughing, having a good time. I wasn't. You were laughing when they were down. Yeah. It, it, it was like, this doesn't well, matter. The uh, season's over. I wasn't punching the air or anything. Uh, it was just a good time out at the brew house. And 
yeah, I'm looking forward to watching these games and literally saying, I hope Khalil Mack can get a couple sacks and lead the league, and I hope Quinton Johnson and Joshua Palmer have success. Other than that, keep on losing, get that top five draft pick, and it's good times coming. I love it. Uh, I was laughing, uh, but it was like laughter trying to hold back the tears, like 42 nothing. although I do like this text that comes in. Hey, guys. The Chargers beat them in the fourth quarter when it counts, and the second half was even from G. Positives. Chargers yeah, positives. It was 21-21 in the second half, and they outscored them in the fourth quarter. Of course, they lost 63-21, but you know what? Hey, it's uh, sometimes it is how you start, not how you finish. 42-point deficit's that. tough to come back from. That was a <laughs> – like, did – well, nobody did. I don't – I shouldn't say nobody. But would anybody in fantasy, even if it was daily fantasy, had the Vegas quarterback? Because if you did, your money. Someone in our league picked up the Raiders' defense as soon as Herbert wasn't playing. I yeah. think twenty-five points, two touchdowns. Oh yeah, that's pretty impressive. That is pretty good. Yes, very e- good. Even Easton Stick. I mean, he threw three touchdowns, two hundred and fifty yards. That's not terrible. Yeah. Aiden O'Connell was better, but fantasy-wise, there were some points to be had there. Yeah. So. We'll see. Everybody, thanks as always for helping out in the Pyramid of Giving. Go to jasongregor.com if you want to see the packages. we got some awesome packages. A real wide range of stuff next week. It's the final week and month of giving. Of course, the orders and taking on Florida tomorrow. Then they uh, embark on a six-game road trip that's interrupted by the holidays. They will play uh, New York, New Jersey, New York next Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. Then they're off. And then they come back the following Thursday, the 28th, in San Jose and then L.A. and Anaheim to finish the 2023 calendar year. Have yourselves a great weekend, everyone. Please don't drink and drive. Don't be inebriated. Enjoy the games. Enjoy the minor hockey. Whatever you're doing, be fun, be safe. We'll talk to you on Monday. Here's a Command Sports 1440 update brought to you by... Legacy Heating and Cooling, home with the no payments, no interest for one year on your furnace. Stay warm all winter at LegacyHeating.ca. Good night. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum.